when I I started Scanway, it was really like uh, uh, you go to the VC, which normally invests in the, for example, um, you know, uh, applications for for mobile phones right. or kind Some of kind stuff of like web-based application. Yeah, exactly. And you say we're gonna send satellites uh, into space, and they're gonna make pictures of uh, of uh, of, the, of Earth. It was like a very laughable moment for them. <laughs> how are we going to make money on this? Kind of, yeah, right? how are we going to make money on this? And for example, why do you need space photography when you have Google Maps? Right. Hi, this is Matt Bujalski with Storyteller Interviews, startup stories and lessons from Central and Eastern Europe. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Jędrzej Kowalewski, CEO of Scanway. Scanway is a space technology company that works on both space and terrestrial applications, including photographing the Earth from satellites for the Polish National Armed Forces. Hear how he moved from project to project as a student, then to consultant, and finally running his own company and preparing for an IPO on the Polish stock market. Hello, Jędrzej. Welcome to the podcast. It's my pleasure to have you on here today. How, how are you doing today? Uh, hello, Mateusz. Um, I'm fine. Uh, feeling good and uh, doing a lot of uh, weird stuff uh, as usual. Weird stuff meaning around Scanway? Meaning around Scanway and, and, and around space business. Yeah. So you yeah. want to give us any insight in terms of what weird means in this world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I think I, I, I'm gonna tell you a bit more about what what yeah. means weird in in space business in the, uh, in this podcast. But um, normally it it means uh, to uh, manage people to to make them work in a very uh, weird uh, way because in space business uh, only what matters is uh, not money, not uh, um, technology, but to uh, make systems that for uh, for the systems the failure is not an option. Mm. So this means you make weird stuff like weird testing, crazy uh, test runs, and many many hours with your equipment. I see. Well, I'm, well, we're definitely going to hear more about that, and I'm excited to hear that. So as a start, maybe you can do a quick introduction on yourself as well as uh, Scanway. Yes, of course. Uh, so my name is Jędrzej, uh, Jędrzej Kowalewski. I, I'm a CEO and founder of the Scanway company. Uh, Scanway, it's not a Scandinavian company, it's a Polish company. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, because we had a lot of uh, hearings that this sounds like a so, Skanska or something like this. Yeah, but uh, we do space stuff, space stuff for space mission, uh, especially Earth observation equipment. So we watch Earth from space and how it changes. And um, Mainly we do space systems, but not only. We do a lot of Earth, um, Earth equipment, so for industrial, uh, terrestrial industrial needs. I love but, that terrestrial industrial needs. It sounds fancy. Yeah, exactly. We bring space down to Earth and make it work for terrestrial needs. So, uh, so, so that's how it works. And I am um, very happy to to manage this company. Uh, we've been developing for five years, and now we have we are on the verge of on of very big space contracts, big consortia, and uh, we're I think we're doing fine because uh, a lot of people wants to use our um, products and and also to buy our shares. So that's very happy moment for uh, every CEO. Yeah, so that's what we do. Well, good. Let's let's save some of that for for later on in the podcast. And, and start in the beginning of your journey. Um, and I think that starts at university for you, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, space business is a, a high-tech business. So, so first contact with high-tech uh, you can have uh, on the university. And university for me was a, uh, was a place where I first met uh, space technology. Uh, I've been working on Wroclaw University of um, Technology, which is not really known for space tech, 
but we were the kind of um, crazy uh, group of students who was always interested in space um, uh, type of uh, of projects and we found ourselves in a very um, good um, a very good uh, chance to uh, to meet space with european space agency through the space uh, programs for students so they can send their equipment into space uh, of course they need firstly to 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 win a ticket to the uh, to space for their equipment but this was our first step so we applied from university to european space agency and we were granted uh, a couple of chances because it was not only one project but a couple of projects uh, where we sent our equipment into space and um yeah this was uh, many years ago but yeah. yeah then then it was uh, a lot of uh, funny and uh, interesting projects with um yeah german uh, scientific research centers and many others so when you're when you were in university what was the actual what was your degree in yeah when i was in the, at the university i was like a you know mm, normal student i was uh, not a phd or a phd candidate i was a student uh, taking part uh, in one of many many others uh, many um, um, interest groups like um, uh, society, uh, student societies and uh, student uh, work groups which they do the stuff that they're interested in and do the stuff like um, uh, design uh, Formula One uh, cars and stuff like that and I was a kind of guy who was always interested in space and uh, we managed to to um, create a group of students who was interested in space. So okay. I was just a regular student Which when were I did the first engineering space student, yeah? Yeah, I was studying engineering. Uh, actually, it was me yeah, mechanical engineering. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was the time when I was thinking about career in uh, in mechanics, actually. So, so I was uh, learning how to draw machines how to make machines how to repair machines so uh, that I'm a little was the familiar first. with that because I also have a mechanical engineering degree yeah. <laughs> so, nice. so you were studying mechanical engineering and you got interested in space you were part of a group that uh, you were part of a group of people that that formed it sounds like and you were coming up with projects that you wanted to to build and and you built those projects and and submitted them to the European State Space Agency, so, uh, and you and you won. Yeah, actually, what yeah, kind it was of a projects? kind of yeah. Um, you would be surprised because it was nothing to do with uh, Earth observation or something that we do right now, and uh, also it was not connected with uh, with optics uh, too much. It was was not too much connected with optics because Scanway now does mainly optical instruments, yeah. and I will talk about it later. But uh, first uh, projects were uh, were related to um, to the. Uh, study of how our ozonosphere degrades and oh. how freons are uh, uh, through their decay are uh, also decaying uh, ozonosphere how the ozone hole is mm -hmm. uh, growing and uh, it was actually i was a mercenary at the time so uh, i was i was i was space oriented i always knew that i would love to do space uh, stuff like Martian rovers or something like that, yeah. like this from from mechanical side of of, of the projects, and um, there was uh, some uh, scientists at our university who said that let's study ozonosphere and let's study freons. And <laughs> I said, okay, no problem. I can uh, design a frame for the instrument. I can design a frame for the. Uh, for the for the this probe that will be launched into stratosphere or in space, and yeah, I was in and uh, yeah, Isa also uh, 
um, uh, really said that uh, Isa, Isa was uh, surprised that we have a lot of different people on board because normally it's just a bunch of uh, scientists who just want to conduct experiment and then they learn how to make uh, mechanical and electrical uh, equipment and we were like a kind of mercenaries around one uh, scientific objective and we were know what to, we, we knew what to do uh, to make it uh, to fly very cool so any kind of interesting results from those projects um, uh, technically yes but in the scientific way not so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean like uh, I, I, I mean like I, I wash my hands I, I did everything perfectly uh, as I uh, was told to but no actually it was like um, uh, we performed uh, technical um, technical we performed our experiments perfectly so they gathered data uh, they uh, I mean like uh, I mean about this project uh, about the ozonosphere. Uh, it flew into into you know, on the edge of space in, into the stratosphere. It gathered data. It worked. Uh, it um, managed to to do all of the stuff that it was uh, uh, meant to do. But uh, a conclusion in the scientific way was not surprising. So it was not something that we um, we didn't create new. Uh, new data. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't cre create new. Maybe maybe data. We created new data, but we didn't create new knowledge. So uh, so. But it's a kind of scientific um, uh, student project. So yeah. uh, we the are expectations not, aren't as, uh, yeah. as high. I understand exactly. Even Isa said that. Uh, even Isa says that uh, the projects that should be done in the in the Isa st uh, student programs. Uh, ESA being not, European Space Agency. Yeah, yeah, ESA, yeah, European Space, Space Agency. Uh, the, this project should not be very, you know, um, ambitious. Yeah, ambitious. They should do basic stuff, maybe basic scientific uh, research, but uh, technically, the students should learn how to make this project technically correct. I mean, it's it sounds just preparing to do something in space to me just sounds so ambitious in and of itself. <laughs> So it's interesting to hear that. Oh, just focus on getting something in space and getting some data, and that's awesome. I mean, it is awesome. Yes. Um, so you did that project, and then tell me about your, the work that you did in uh, in Germany. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, after this project, uh, I I was really uh, searching my uh, searching my way in uh, my career. What what I, what I can do with my career and. Uh, basically, at the moment, I was uh, not only uh, at the moment I was not only doing research in in mechanics, mechanics. I I was also uh, part of the um, university group which was uh, focused on photonics, and this was our uh, this was my second uh, my second let's say hobby at the time, and was uh, really I was really interested in, in, in photonics uh, object, uh, um, projects. What exactly is photonics? Uh, photonics is uh, it's a scientific uh, branch which focuses on um, lasers, on uh, light, on cameras, uh, imaging devices, also on uh, stuff that make uh, us uh, make the make possible to digitalize the light. So you can, you know, take pictures, for example. Oh, I and uh, yeah, I was, I was also uh, when I was doing my research with uh, ISA uh, and with this scientific uh, student group, I was also part of photonics group on the uh, uh, on my university. And um, after sending something to space, I was uh, uh, I, I decided to jump into the world of photonics and uh, I dived deeply into the uh, German scientific institute uh, which is called IWS which 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 stands for Institute for Werkstoff und Strahltechnik <laughs> which means it's institute for uh, material science and uh, beam technology beam Doesn't means support uh, light oh, beam. light yeah. plasma yeah beam uh, so uh, I spent half a year um, being scientific assistant in this uh, German Institute in Dresden and it was like a, it was like 
half, one of the best half of my uh, half, half year of my life really? in, in which I really developed myself into how to do really scientific um, projects which can be beneficial for uh, applications in industry. That's what they do best. So you were, that was a focus on photonics. You weren't doing anything with space at the time then, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I... For most of my life, I was doing something. The space was, was like a side project always. Got it. Um, and uh, even when I was in this in uh, in this institute, I was doing terrestrial stuff. So I was doing projects for for typical industry automotive uh, and and stuff like that. <clears throat> and uh, like after hours, I was still working with uh, my. Uh, former colleagues from uh, Wroclaw University of Technology and we were uh, thinking about other space projects and also I was working with teams from different countries uh, on some applications of um, lasers and uh, and photonics in space industry so yeah that was always a side project I like to, to do a lot of stuff yeah sounds this like it a lot of people tell me that I do too much. Uh, <laughs> probably it's true, because I never do stuff like um, for uh, a lot of years. Like I, I hate projects that that is going through like five, seven years. Uh, I like to jump into new uh, topics, but not I never leave them. Like uh, it's not like uh, I just want to start something and then no, not interested. I would just want to do something uh, very quickly. And then move on to the another topic. Mm -hmm. So, how did you how did you transition after into into your own? Because after after Germany, you started working with Civisio, yeah. Yes, exactly. Actually, Civisio is a um, pre uh, precessor to to the Scanway company. It was a self employment company. So, so it's typical kind of company that uh, a lot of people in Poland do. Uh, it's kind of company that you just employ yourself and uh, do the, um, you know, business topics uh, with. So you were you were a consultant, pretty much. Yeah, something something like that, exactly. And um, actually, uh, this is uh, I think I think at this moment after after this. Um, experience that I gained in the, in Germany it was the best moment to make something that looks like Scanway what Scanway is today so uh, to join uh, two topics that uh, till the moment at, at the time not many companies uh, tried to to merge I mean like space topics and terrestrial topics and sp space technology with industrial technology this was something that uh, I wanted to do uh, and my uh, colleagues which I met uh, through the years of the, at the university was also uh, happy to do that and that's why we started uh, this uh, Civisio company and then Scanway company which was actually doing uh, very ambitious topics for uh, industrial needs but also to use space technology uh, to make even better uh, quality control systems, vision systems, and um, measurement systems for industry. So while you were at Civisio, your your intention wasn't uh, while you were at Civisio, your intention wasn't to um, necessarily work directly with space. It was more about working with terrestrial industrial applications, leveraging space technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh. Mm, I think that's really quite... cool. That sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds cool and it's um, very pragmatic, let's say, because uh, you're solving you, real you world think, problems. You're solving real world problems, and you also uh, don't wait too much to to start a project, because in space industry uh, you need to 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 spend many years just to um, you know to lobby the project so, uh, so 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 you need to um, to you know to uh, prepare proposal uh, uh, apply for funds and stuff like that it, it doesn't matter where or to whom do you sell 
to space agency or to private um, company that wants to send something into space, you always need to take um, into account that it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Industrial projects don't require so much time. So if you want to start a company and uh, don't die quickly, uh, you need to do something for for people that are on the earth. And uh, I think I think this was the observation that we made with our uh, colleagues quite early. And I think a lot of um, uh, entrepreneurs need to also make this observation that space starts on the earth. And uh, on the earth, you need to you know, propose products and services first. Interesting. So you did this for for um, a couple of years, and at some point, uh, at some point, the the opportunity to actually work directly with space projects came about, right? Yes, exactly. We were searching. We were um, trying to to find space um, uh, opportunities and space projects from the beginning. Of course, it was. Uh, we knew that it will take some time. Um, we did some uh, one-offs, let's say, uh, one-off projects. So, so projects that you will make just once for for a customer. Uh, in the beginning, it was uh, one-offs for space industry. For example, uh, for example, we made a, a kind of equipment for um, suborbital flight rocket. So, uh, so we made a project which, which which was called Dream. It was uh, drilling. Uh, uh, experiment for uh, asteroid mining. The acronym was uh, like that, and uh, we made a measurement chamber, which was measuring crucial uh, parameters in this experiment, and it it flew into space. And it was in our first year of uh, Scanway company, so we probably was one of the one of the fastest. Um, companies that uh, in Poland which as fast as possible uh, granted first project so uh, I think I think we're quite fast in developing space business but of course to wait uh, we, we had to wait a couple of years to get bigger and more uh, stable space projects uh, that Scanway can grow on it what was the problem that you were solving or what were you researching with that project in in the dream, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the the dream project. <laughs> we always say that uh, the dream project was uh, was meant to measure how uh, stuff behaves in space when mm. you drill in it. So, for example, if oh, you want to drill um, uh, a hole in a um, asteroid just to obtain a sample for further analysis, or maybe you want to obtain materials for future space uh, business like uh, asteroid mining, uh, you need to know how the stuff behaves in space. Because normally if you drill something uh, on the ground, gravity pulls everything down, atmosphere right. also changes the parameters of the drilling. Uh, and nobody knew at the moment what happens when you drill something in space. I mean, uh, in zero gravity. Because normally we we had uh, the humanity has experience with drilling on uh, in the lunar um, surface at the lunar surface uh, on Mars of course but uh, nobody ever drilled something in uh, in in space uh, in deep space like in asteroid where you don't have gravity completely uh, all the forces are balanced and you have weightlessness so. This was the project, and uh, the main main problem was how to measure uh, how uh, your little crumbles of the rock floats in the around the tool that you that you use to drill. And we were the company that provided this measurement chamber, which um, gave the possibility to measure it. So, did you come up with the experiment, or did somebody else come up with the experiment, and you just executed? Um, the, you just did the execution of the experiment. Yeah, uh, the experiment was uh, again in the cooperation of uh, Wroclaw University of Technology and ESA, uh, European Space Agency. And um, the uh, part of our uh, company was also the founders of this project. So okay. uh, it was some kind of um, 
they 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 was in in these two uh, two teams. So some people were in the two teams, and uh, yeah, actually it it firstly came to us that where the scanway starts and where and when it ends and where the dream project starts. It was not easy to 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 show that, but um, uh, the measurement chamber uh, was fully uh, ordered from the University of Technology, and Scanway was the manufacturer of it. So, okay. so technically, it was um, it was uh, the first product that was um, sold into space business uh, in the space business in Wroclaw. So, so technically, it was commercial project. Wow. I mean that's fascinating stuff, and you know, were, did you get good results or meaningful data? Yeah, this was uh, this was the project when you get meaningful data, <laughs> and so it was ambitious, a, a bit too ambitious for uh, for students because uh, uh, ISA continued the um, uh, this research uh, even without us. So, <laughs> uh, but it was a, it, it's a good it's a good starter. So. Um, uh, we technically everything worked fine uh, everything I, even single single part of this experiment worked perfectly uh, the data also showed some uh, unusual and unexpected uh, um, e effects or uh, phenomena that was during found during this drilling for example and there was a lot of uh, probably electrostatic forces that uh, pulled the rock crumbles into the drill bit. So uh, it immediately started to uh, to stick to the drill bit. And it's not something you see in the on the ground. We didn't uh, never seen that um, uh, phenomena wow. uh, on ground tests. ISA was very interested interested in that, and um, uh, and I, I know that they are now conducting further research about that because it's very important for making models, uh, mathematical models, to um, prepare better equipment for future uh, interplanetary missions. Very cool. So that has the potential to influence the design of drill bits and, and drill machinery. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I am very happy about the results of this project. It was, was a huge uh, kick for, uh, for us to, to, to make even more sophisticated stuff for space. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, most of the, I mean, all of this, the um, founders that I've interviewed so far have been software technology companies. And yours is, you know, wildly different, but there's a parallel where in every story so far, there's this kind of, this kind of point where there's a big success and that pro that's the initial momentum for the company. And that sounds like that was, it for you yeah of course it, but but it's uh, again uh untypical because this was a huge success but complete completely uh not mm, not possible to commercialize it i see <laughs> yeah. yes so for example you, you get great scientific results in a project that you somebody ordered uh the product from you and you cannot do nothing with that actually because it's a one-off that's that's what I that's how I call it one off, and uh, uh, yeah, but uh, but mainly uh, you know, I think most important part of the every company's success is the possibility to uh, to uh, learn that you can do whatever you want. Maybe mm. not exactly whatever yeah. you want, but the confidence you are, builder. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you are confident in what you do, and this was the moment when we really believed that we can do space-grade uh, equipment that can be really flown to space and can work. And at the same time, you have a good story to tell to a uh, prospective client. Yeah, exactly. You, you <laughs> can you can show your yeah you can show your experience. You have something in your portfolio, yeah. and of course you can you have let's say flight heritage, which right. is very important in the space business. But uh, but again, it's a flight heritage of equipment that you cannot sell to anybody. Yeah. So how did uh, how did things evolve after that project? Uh, after that project, we. Uh, we thought that we, we really need something that is uh, 
more gives more perspectives and uh, it's much more probable to commercialize in the future mm-hmm. and uh, of course we had experience in uh, in space uh, equipment we had experience with photonics uh, we have experience with uh, we had experience with uh, vision systems so that we knew how to implement cameras and to, to to make them work in space and see whatever we want them to see uh, so we started digging, started to research what uh, kind of business in space, what kind of market in space really likes these kind of competencies. Mm. And Earth observation was the answer. So Earth, ob- mm. Earth observation data mm, uh, to capture how our uh, planet changes and to capture what, how, how as, as more detailed um, uh, subtle um, uh, parts of Earth uh, are, is changing. So, for example, you make big telescopes to watch Earth from space, not to point them into the stars, but to point mm-hmm. them into the Earth, into the Earth. This was the, the moment w- that we knew that we're going to do that. And so this is how we're going to build the company uh, and our, our product lines in, in the future. future. What exactly are you selling to these companies? High, high-end f- photography? Is that? I mean, I, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry for my, you know, yeah. ignorance. <laughs> yeah, of, co- of course. It's uh, it's it's called remote sensing payloads. Uh, remote sensing is a kind of uh, part of space business that um, generally focuses on the how to see things from the distance, distance, big distance, and how to see them as more detailed as as it possibly is possible so um, uh, just to 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 imagine for example if you are in the orbit and you watch uh, you you are trying to see uh, for example the traffic in the city uh, from the orbit you need to make a, make a telescope that is uh, big as a truck theoretically oh, so wow. yeah so so you need to make a a uh, very big telescope, so from 300 kilometers you can see single cars, and uh, and this is uh, this is the moment when um, the the fun begins because, for example, uh, you don't um, in with the new technology you don't need to make such a big equipment, and if you uh, use newest technology. Uh, you can possibly miniaturize uh, the equipment and this is actually what we do. So we sell uh, newest technologies for the um, remote sensing payloads. So for for customers that want to see uh, things from a distance uh, as clear as possible and as sharp as possible and we optimize uh, the equipment so it can fit this requirement. I see. So effectively, you, you, using modern technology, you're able to lower the entry cost into getting this sort of data and 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 pass that exactly. reduced cost to your customers. Exactly, we 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 do uh, stuff that is more lightweight and is uh, smaller than any other payloads. But also, uh, to be honest, in in our part of uh, world, in Poland, in in Eastern Europe. Uh, there is not not so much companies that know how to do space optics, and this is what we do uh, not only with this uh, state of art equipment, but also to just make first uh, observational satellites for this part of the world. So um, basically, you uh, we have different kind of cu- customers, and these customers uh, require or very. Mm, new but risky technology but also they require that some of these customers require just basic technology that can be very robust and can do basic stuff for example for um, rising the uh, um, security uh, of the country so that would be like a a, a military application yeah uh, it's like a um, Commonly is known as the spy satellites, uh, okay. but uh, but n- newest terms say it's a dual use satellite. Dual use satellite, so you can use it for military purposes or for the civilian purposes. So let me ask this question: When you talk about the region having this sort of uh, technology, why 
why would a company from a specific region have to purchase from that company? Couldn't they purchase the solution from any anyone anywhere since we're talking about being in space? Yeah, of course, you can buy from different companies, uh, but basically today uh, we um, research that there is like about 16 companies around uh, around the earth which can do this kind of stuff for for uh, space needs and if you um, check with um, check what what uh, how are the political connections between these companies it appears that in eastern europe you can only have us ah, for example so so because for, for for example, we recently won contract from the um, not directly, but we are part of consortia which is doing the stuff for Polish army, uh, so we can uh, make a satellite that uh, Poland can use and uh, don't will in the end we will not need to use uh, satellites from other countries to 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 uh, inspect what is happening in in. Uh, for example, in the boundaries of, of Poland, so you can see uh, what is going on in the Belarus or, or something like that. And uh, we, uh, Poland could buy also this equipment from different countries, but it also involves electronics and you never know what's in that electronics and you never know if someone is not spying you uh, watching what you're watching yeah watching <laughs> what you're watching and this information is also crucial so yeah interesting. Uh, it's it's better to have polish company uh, on board and yeah. we are this kind of company so international relations really plays a role in into how your business develops yeah of course space business is always connected to ge uh, geopolitics yeah. and uh, you cannot uh, you know uh, take this out from this business even elon musk is also connected with American government and uh, right. uh, they do basically stuff for uh, American taxpayers uh, and um, it's founded by people not not just by uh, SpaceX or VCs uh, but also by NASA and uh, and taxpayers yeah I mean that's fascinating stuff I'll be honest um, so we, but you're also doing terrestrial projects as well right yes exactly um, from the beginning of what we do, we saw that uh, space business is a great source of new technology, great source of uh, new approaches to, to uh, for example, in our uh, branch uh, of, of technology to, to, to have new sensors, to have higher resolutions and better optics. Uh, and this is really uh, something that is sexy for terrestrial yeah. needs. And, uh, for example, um, we have uh, we have a lot of projects that use hyperspectral imaging. Hyperspectral imaging is something that uh, gives you better data about uh, chemical composition of what you are watching, and only through the light. So you don't need to take samples to check what you what kind of substance you are uh, watching. You you are trying to measure, and. Uh, this was firstly developed for space uh, systems, for Earth observation satellites, and we transferred this um, technology for, uh, for example, packaging is industry, meat industry, and wow. uh, uh, mining industry, or, or also uh, for microbiologists. So uh, we make equipment that can is transferred from space to to the Earth, and this is really one from one side profitable and of course from the other side very interesting because we just solve the uh, common problems which us which were not solvable uh, with uh, without space technology so how big is the team that uh, is currently working on this on these projects yeah for the for the five years we developed the team uh, to uh, 35 people now oh, and wow. most of them are engineers yes um, it's uh, it's still growing because we just finished the uh, uh, next round of investment and we also have two big projects space projects on board and we are uh, expanding our team uh, even bigger i think in the next year it will be uh, 50 uh, 50 people uh, which most of it will be engineers and um, yeah the team is uh, quite um, 
uh, quite mixed from from different uh, um, from different branches of uh, science and uh, and engineering. We have opticians, we have mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, electronics, and also software because software is also a major part of our solutions. So. That brings me to an, another, you know, kind of dimension of this. You, you mentioned you were getting investment. So I'm assuming that's some form of venture capital. Yes, we have venture capital on board. We also have uh, um, CVCs on board and uh, and we have mixed funding from, from many different sources. Uh, we have three VCs basically on board and uh, some private investors also uh, after the most recent round, which was actually the pre-IPO round because we, in the next year we're going to run into the IPO. On yeah, the Polish but, market, uh, right? Yeah, on the Polish market, uh, Polish stock market and uh, to be honest, uh, I'm really happy how fast uh, the Polish investment market uh, trusted space business because when I, I started Scanway, it was really like uh, uh, you go to the VC, which normally invests in the, for example, um, you know, uh, applications for, for mobile phones right. or kind of stuff of like typical software. Application. Yeah, exactly. And you say we're gonna send satellites uh, into space, and they're gonna make pictures of uh, of uh, of of Earth. It was like a very laughable moment uh, for them. <laughs> how are we gonna make money on this? Kind of. Yeah, how are we gonna make money on this? And for example, why do you need space photography when you have Google Maps? Right. And uh, they don't understand that you, on Google Maps you have pictures from two years ago or or five in yeah. some cases. And for example, if you can imagine that you have um, images from one hour ago, uh, that opens mind and opens a lot of possibilities. But VCs uh, five years ago were not really inter interested in space business, uh, not many of them, but we found some VCs that were interested in that. And one of them was PGE uh, investment uh, investor who was uh, actually for the Polish energy group. So, right. so it was a governmental uh, CVC. And, you know, what are the targeted return periods? Like when are they expecting to get their money back? You know, I'm just trying to compare it to the software world. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's they have uh, they expect to have money back in five years. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think in space business it's almost impossible. Okay. But uh, we are surprisingly <laughs> maybe maybe not the, not a good word, but we are really uh, developing very fast, and I think most of our VCs will, will get money back in in less than five years. Wow. Actually, we have one uh, VC which already have. Uh, half return of investment, uh, really huge <laughs> return of investment nice. because they sold some of their shares, but it's uh, not not many of them. So, but uh, it really, if you calculate uh, the ROI, it's uh, astonishing, like uh, hundreds of persons. But uh, but it's really connected to because they invested in in the very early stage of the companies. But so that's how it is yeah but uh, but yeah I, I think we will be one of the first polish companies first uh, polish space companies that will uh, provide roi for for their investors not only one but one of the first so i mean that's that's really cool congratulations on that and uh i guess that brings me to another topic that i wanted to talk about and that's you know this podcast is focused on central and eastern europe and i'm wondering you know poland kind of being somewhat of an epicenter for that region you know what is what does the region look like in terms of both um, space technology and also venture capital for space technology i think the golden years are ahead of us okay and i think um what i see um, now is the best moment to invest because uh, this is not uh, really not not many people see what's coming uh, what's going to happen and uh, there is there's going to be a um, couple of uh, uh, nice uh, debuts uh, nice uh, first uh, IPOs yeah 
uh, nice IPOs and uh, uh, this initial public uh, offers will be really huge in the terms of uh, what money, uh, what reduction of the um, of the shares will be at the at the first uh, first months. So I think uh, I think um, now we are in the in the verge of golden age because uh, there is a lot of uh, applications uh, in this uh, in the space technology that can be uh, implemented. And this means that a lot of people around the government sector, because it's the most uh, highest paying uh, sector that pays for the space technology, uh, they really learned how to use space technology mm -hmm. and they know already how to, um, how to implement the stuff and uh, know that you, you just can use simple solutions that can that have been developed uh, in last 20 years and you can quickly have results and uh, uh, cut your costs uh, for example in inspecting uh, a lot of uh, different uh, remote regions of your country through the satellite for example so you can have uh, optimization in uh, in paying taxes so you can see uh, who has um, different kind of terrain and um, different infrastructure that you can tax. Mm. Uh, this is one of the most important Just applications for the government. So you can see, for example, there was a very nice um, uh, example in, of that in, in Italy, where you need to pay tax f if you have um, if you have um, the um, if you have your own uh, pool, swimming pool in, in the garden. <laughs> And nobody knew who has the swimming pool, and they used space technology imaging satellites to <laughs> to know who 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 need to be taxed. Wow! Of course, it's a it's a it's a not good for the taxpayer right. <laughs> to be taxed. <laughs> but there is a lot of different applications like security. You can see where the forest is burning. Oh, okay. You can see what is the damage after the hurricane or something like that. So so it's a lot of. Uh, interesting applications and tax um, and that the governments know uh, now how to use them and that's why we're gonna see the golden era of um, space technology in this part of the world okay uh, that's fascinating so i guess we come to the point on the podcast where um i i want to ask you a little bit about what your plans for the future are what your vision is for scanway you, you are already mentioned an ipo is coming on the Polish yeah. stock exchange, what else can you share with us? Yeah, uh, I can share you, uh, with you um, some information about what we're gonna uh, do in the couple of years, and uh, it's mostly connected with, of course, Earth observation. Um, we're gonna send couple of um, uh, in-orbit demonstration missions. So we're gonna send uh, our own satellites, our own products, with our own or consortia missions. And they're gonna do uh, imagery, uh, space imagery for uh, for many applications, and they will show what we can really do uh, in relation with uh, Earth observation. This is one thing. Uh, another thing is that we are developing right now uh, completely new uh, and new for even in the terms of globe uh, product line which will be called SHS, which is uh, which stands for, for Satellite Health Scanners. Okay. So we're going to implement um, special equipment, which will be affordable for every um, space mission integrator that can check if your satellite is performing good. So if there is some problems with your satellite, you're going to know it. Uh, and uh, this will include infrared cameras um, in the, uh, in, inside sensors and also the cameras, normal cameras to see if your, for example, mechanics outside your satellite, for example, solar panels are uh, opening per, uh, perfectly as you wanted them to do. And uh, this is the product line that was, it's quite innovative because no one uh, already done that. Uh, normally it's implemented, it's a tailored solution for every mission and we want to have this as a product, off-the-shelf product. And of course we're gonna send um, satellites for uh, Polish uh, uh, our def defense sector, which is also interesting topic for us and we're also gonna develop our products in this uh, line. 
So this is this is our plans for the next couple of years. In space, couple of years is not not so much, right. but we we show that we can uh, use time that we have uh, quite efficient, quite efficient. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it all sounds very yeah. cool and, and very. It's a lot exciting. of work. Yeah, I, I can imagine that's why your team uh, needs to grow. I assume. Um, well, do you have any uh, any words of wisdom for for would be um, uh, startuppers that want to be in the in the in the space scene? Any anything that you could tell them to to help them on their journey? Yes, of course. Uh, I always think about what I can say to to, to new entrepreneurs. Uh, I think uh, some some something connected to what I already said about uh, where the money starts. The money starts on the earth, and space starts also on on the earth. And uh, be open-minded to your space business. Uh, I heard a lot of uh, opinions that you should focus only on one uh, business branch, and then you can have some results. Uh, I think that's partly true, but not uh, completely, because uh, I think if you are entrepreneur, you know how to make, you need to know how to make money out from the assets you have. And you have one biggest asset, I hope you have, um, the people. And people uh, working only on space products um, sometimes uh, need to have some jump into something that can be fastly implemented for uh, for other needs. So, And this is where your terrestrial business starts. So always when you want to develop space company, think about the earth and think about how you want to how can you sell your stuff or competences on the earth? And uh, this is one big advice. And the second big advice, I think, uh, uh, remember that failure is always an option. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite different from what we learned from Apollo missions. And uh, failure is always an option. All, every time something cannot work perfectly. And I think you need to really, uh, really think about how to have a plan B. So, uh, so not it's not. It, I I never saw that somebody sent something to space and for the first time and it works perfectly. Uh, it works like that after third mission or something like that. And we also had something like this. So you need to uh, think uh, about plan B always. Well, I hope uh, I hope there's going to be some would-be startupers listening uh, to this advice. I hope so. Um, so I think I think that takes us to time. And um, I want to say thank you so much, Yenze, for making the time for this call. This was a fascinating experience for me. My first uh, conversation uh, with the space industry in, in Central Europe, specifically Poland. Um, and I'm excited about the golden era that you spoke of uh, that, that's coming our way. So again, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you are not a subscriber, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to write me, send me an email at storytellerinterviews at gmail.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'm Matt Bujalski and you've been listening to Storyteller Interviews.